Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Wednesday, December 16, 2020. Signing day, folks. It is the first day of the early signing period. And as I've seen, there's a couple of recruits that have already signed their letters of intent for their classes. But there is a lot of drama still to come, and I'll bring you all of that tomorrow morning. So let's get into the Big Ten Football Conference Awards. Uh, Yesterday, all the awards were released on top of the first team and uh, first team, second team, third team on the coaches and the media. Just going to go over the coaches and the media uh, first teams. But let's start off with the Offensive Lineman of the Year Award. That's the Remington Pace going to Ohio State's Wyatt Davis. Uh, Davis was one of the lone starters for the Buckeyes that uh, did not get infected with COVID-19, performed admirably against Michigan State in their win, and obviously impressed the uh, Big Ten enough to be the Offensive Lineman of the Year. Moving on to the Richter Howard Award, the wide receiver of the year. That goes to Indiana's Ty Freifogel. Freifogel was absolutely awesome this year. Uh, made just huge catches after huge catches and big-time plays. Uh, a little qualm on this one, perhaps, uh, for David Bell, the star for Indiana. I'm sorry, uh, for Indiana. Uh, that's Freifogel. Uh, the star for Purdue. Uh, I think that he definitely had, uh, you know, an argument there. Uh, we'll get to that argument in just a, a little bit, uh, but I think that uh, you know either of those two guys uh, would have made complete sense. The Otto Graham, Eddie George, and the Brian Greasy, Drew Brees awards. They're two separate awards, mind you. The uh, Graham George is the Offensive Player of the Year. The Greasy Brees is the Quarterback of the Year. To no surprise, this one went to Ohio State's Justin Fields. Uh, obviously, Fields was the uh, best offensive player inside the Big Ten. Uh, showed it week in, week out, except for maybe that blip in the radar against Indiana, but still led his Buckeyes to a W in that one for an undefeated regular season prior to Champions Week. Uh, this one I have a little bit of qualms about due to the fact that uh, an injury happened. The Qualic Clark Tight End of the Year Award went to Pat Framuth. Uh, you know, I understand that Framuth is one of the best tight ends in the country, but uh, he had his year cut short. Uh, an injury suffered in the Ohio State game, uh, didn't complete the year, and you know, statistic-wise, uh, probably didn't have what you're looking for, but impact-wise, he definitely did. He was a big part of the Penn State offense. And then this one, not a surprise, the Amici Dane running back of the year award went to Minnesota's Muhammad Ibrahim. Ibrahim in six games. Almost had 1,000 yards, I believe it was 960, and on top of that scored 15 touchdowns, 15 touchdowns. That's a huge number. That's a crazy number. No surprise here on that one. First team coaches went Fields, Tyler Goodson from Iowa, Mo Ibrahim, obviously, uh, and then two Buckeye wide receivers in Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Interesting that uh, Freifogel didn't make it here uh, because he was the wide receiver of the year in the Big Ten. Usually, if you're the wide receiver of the year, you're going to get first team all Big Ten. Interesting. Uh, Center, they went with Ohio State's Josh Myers. Uh, The guards went with Illinois' Kendrick Green along with Wyatt Davis, uh, Alric Jackson, and Thayer Munford along with Cole Van Layden. Jackson, uh, the 
Iowa tackle, Munford, Ohio State, and then Lanin, Wisconsin. Uh, all of those guys were just absolutely fantastic this year. And on top of that, uh, Fryermuth got the tight end for the coaches' side of things. Over to the media, uh, Justin Fields, still the quarterback, uh, Goodson and Ibrahim, uh, same thing there. Uh, and this is where things get a little bit different. Uh, they went with Fry Fogel and David Bell. Not a shock there. I think the media actually got this one right over the coaches. Now, look, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are two fantastic wide receivers for the Buckeyes. But I think individually, when you look at these at the season stats, I thought that Freifogel and Bell were more than deserving of this one. Uh, center, they switched it up a little bit and went with Iowa's Tyler Lindenbaum. Uh, kept the same guards in Kendrick Green and Wyatt Davis. The same tackles in Alric Jackson and Thayer Munford. Uh, tight end, they went with Jake Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson is the, uh, I, I want to say is the godson, uh, or god ch- uh, grandchild, not godson, grandchild of um, Barry Alvarez, the athletic director. So pretty neat for Alvarez to uh, see his family uh, continue to work it on the field. A couple of games are getting canned for Champions Week. Uh, Indiana and Purdue, uh, Indiana's doctors just didn't think that they'd have enough time for the program to recover from their COVID-19 outbreak, canceling the Indiana-Purdue game last week. Unfortunately, that old Oaken bucket is not going to be won by anybody this year. Uh, looks like Indiana will be able to resume practice early next week, but uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, we would have loved to see this game played, but uh, it kind of is what it is. And then Michigan and Iowa. And this one's on Michigan. Once again, Michigan, for the third week in a row, has canceled the game. They're the only team inside the Big Ten who has caught the virus, had to shut down, and has not been able to get back after two weeks. And this continues to tell me that they've been waving the white flag and Kirk Herbstreet was right in what he said on the college football playoff show a couple weeks ago. Michigan just wants to can their season. They're done. They want to move on. 2021, move on. And it's unfortunate, um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, you're looking at the fact that, you know, the Wolverines just didn't have everything that they were looking for. And, uh, you know, it would hurt recruiting to see a couple more losses. Think about it. A recruit wants to go to a place where they can win. Yeah, there are plenty of schools inside the Big Ten that had down years. Specifically, Michigan and Penn State. Those are two schools that usually see at the top of the East and competing at least for a conference title. Not the case this year. Neither of the schools, those two schools even came close. But, uh, you know, to me, again, I feel like, you know, the Michigan program is really at a turning point here. Do they keep Jim Harbaugh? He's a lame duck coach. Uh, Athletic Director Ward Emanuel has said multiple times that they won't talk about contract extensions for real, for real, until the end of the season. Well, it looks like their season is over now because they're not playing in championship week. And with bowls opting out of the bowl season, multiple, and I believe we're up to 12 now, it just seems less and less likely that Michigan's going to play in a bowl game this year. Under 500 Michigan teams, just not that appealing, especially when you look at the fans. The fans are what drives this, the eyes, and especially this year, the eyes with the TV. No fans are going to be allowed in the bowl games. So revenue that they're going to get for 
ticket sales, uh, memorabilia, et cetera, et cetera. It's just not going to happen. So you got to have the eyes glued to the television. And there's not a lot of Michigan fans out there right now that are really happy with where the program is, and especially this year. So it'll be interesting to see if Michigan opts to, uh, you know, take a bowl invitation or if they don't. We'll, we'll see. But, uh, you know, Manuel also said that there's there would have been only over 50 players out uh, due to the virus and contract tracing. But uh, to me, uh, that doesn't line up with uh, what their COVID numbers were. So I, I don't necessarily, I won't necessarily say that they're waving the white flag, but I could definitely say that Michigan kind of wants this season to end. That's for damn sure. Mike Loxley did a stand-up thing yesterday. He suspended defensive lineman Ami Finnell after a questionable, uh, not even a hit, to be honest with you, on, on Rutgers quarterback Noah Vidro. It was more of what he did after the play. So Finnell was in on a tackle, uh, and when you look at it and go online, and you, you'll see it all over the place, he twisted Vidro's ankle. And Loxley didn't see it during the game. Uh, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, you'd need tape to see. It was in an odd angle. He was laying on top of him. You couldn't quite see it, but he did it. And I watched him multiple times and I said, wow, that's, that's absolutely terrible. And Mike Loxley, uh, the stand-up guy that he is, that I've seen at least so far, I don't know him personally, but that was something that uh, I thought that was a program move. You know, he's early in his tenure, uh, in his second year. He's not going to stand up for that. I love it. I like that. Uh, we'll see if uh, you know Maryland ob- obviously opts to take a, a bowl game. And on top of that, you know, will Finau play in that? Who knows? I don't know. But uh, what Mike Loxley did, very stand up. I absolutely love it. Uh, unfortunate news out of Nebraska for their linebacker, Colin Miller. Uh, Miller suffered an injury against uh, the Illini a few weeks ago. And, uh, Due to doctor recommendations, he has medically retired from the game of football. Uh, CAT scans, MRIs just said, hey, look, uh, you know, we can't see a future with you continually getting hit. Uh, football is a physical, tough sport, and these kind of things happen. But it's just unfortunate that uh, Colin Miller will have to hang up his cleats before he wants to. You know, you always like to see players go out on their accord uh, and not get pushed out medically, but uh, unfortunately for Miller, that is the case. Uh, looking ahead to 2025, there is not going to be a Penn State-Virginia Tech game. They were scheduled to have a home-and-home home beginning this year, and due to obvious circumstances with both the Big Ten and the ACC pretty much going to conference-only schedules, obviously the Big Ten did, the ACC went 9 plus 1, Nine conference, one out of conference. They're out of conference game. A lot of them played cupcakes to get that, uh, just an extra win. Due to the fact that uh, that the Hokies didn't go to state college, uh, you know they've they've decided to back out. And you know it's five years down the line. Uh, as we all have seen this year, it it you know the games can be picked up very quickly. The BYU Coastal Carolina game was lined up that week that they played. And uh, I thought that was very interesting, but uh, the Coastal Carolina uh, BYU game, uh, but this one, uh, not a surprise. Uh, you know, I would have liked to see this game play out, but unfortunately that's not going to happen. All right, before we update the basketball scores from last night, uh, there's one new 
note of things is uh, Indiana grabs graduate transfer Parker Stewart from University of Tennessee Martin. Uh, it's unknown if Stewart is going to be able to play this year. I'll, the uh, the NCAA has been pressed to allow transfers to play immediately this year uh, due to circumstances, but uh, who knows if Stewart's going to get an opportunity to play this year. But um, a nice little addition there for the Hoosiers. All right, so let's check out what the basketball rankings were, not rankings, but the scores from last night. Uh, Northwestern put a wampin on Quincy. Uh, Miller Cop scored 23 points. The Wildcats made 14 total three-pointers in a blowout against Quincy. Um, Wisconsin picked up the Loyola Chicago game late over the weekend, and it turned out well for the Badgers. They beat a very good Loyola Chicago team, 77-63. Loyola Chicago, my estimation is that they will once again make the NCAA tournament. They've had a good program a couple years ago. They made the Elite Eight. And, uh, you know, I I think that this is a quality win, a quality out-of-conference win for the Badgers. And in the lone Big Ten contest, the Fighting Illini just romped Minnesota. Minnesota had gotten off to a fast start, 6-0 heading into this game. Uh, The Illini... Their two losses have been to good teams, very good teams. Uh, Missouri's pretty solid there, and they're coming off of that loss. So it was a bounce-back type of game for the Fighting Illini. And Kofi Coburn was a dude. 33 points and 13 boards led the way for the Fighting Illini as uh, they you know, get back into the win column. Because we saw them make a significant drop inside both the poles. Uh, they were in the top 10. Now they're outside of it, but uh, I think at the end of the year, you're going to see the Fighting Illini back in the top 10 and uh, near the top of the Big Ten rankings as well. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Once again, go ahead and give me a follow at Mike F. Chen. Give the show site a follow as well over there at Big Ten MM. Rate us, reviews, and share us on all of your listening platforms. We'll bring you all of the drama from signing day tomorrow. So that should be fun. Uh, some of it um, has happened, not quite, but uh, a lot of it will happen later. And I'll bring you all of it. I'll recap everything tomorrow as well. I appreciate it. Have a great Wednesday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.